I'm Nelly Sapon, and this is Two Southern Corners. In every episode, you listen to short stories written by my friend, Eleni Noah, and I. Each story is spiced with flavor from our Latina and African roots. You can also read them on twosoutherncorners.com. That is, twosoutherncorners.com. Listen now to one of our short, long-lasting stories. About Letters and Blood, written by Eleni Noah. He woke up at the same time he did every morning and went through the motions. He did the same exercise routine, meditated and ate a light breakfast. His principle was to do everything necessary not to delay or lose precious hours. The night before, he had promised himself the next morning would be the morning. No more dilly-dallying. No more being forgetful. It would be different. But like every promise he had ever made, he didn't keep it. He promised himself and failed over and over again. Each morning had become a never-ending series of empty, pointless activities. Meanwhile, his desk waited patiently. His keyboard without any marks of wear. His chair, longing to be warmed. On days that he was motivated, he managed to sit at his desk and stare at the blinking cursor. He counted the number of times it blinked. One, two, three. The cursor would appear and disappear after a few seconds. Sixty times in total in one minute. How did my monitor get so dirty? He would go to the kitchen to get a cleaning spray and a cloth. And the kitchen was his cat, licking a plastic bag. Get out, Dan. He then petted him a little so that the cat would not be traumatized by his mistreatment. Why did I come here? Oh yeah, coffee. He would clean the filter first, then take the coffee jar from the fridge. Good worthwhile coffee should be exposed to slightly refrigerated temperature. Two coffee spoons, not teaspoons, or soup spoons, coffee spoons. The ones with a white handle, because the ones with a black handle were bigger. Health had to be taken care of, and that was achieved with the exact coffee measure. Never more. The coffee maker started its work, smoking like an old train. The leather of his chair had already cooled and returned to its original shape by the time he sat down again, coffee in his hand. He cleaned his distracting dirty monitor with the cloth he kept in the immensely messy drawer of his desk. He would put his pencils on one side and the camera on the other. Papers and cards had to go somewhere else. When he finished, he counted the keza again. The page was still blank, but it was already noon. He quickly prepared a sandwich, took a shower, got dressed and left. One more chance lost. When he got home, it was already 10 o'clock at night. It was impossible to create anything at that time with his level of exhaustion being at its peak. The next morning, he would start afresh after a good night's rest. Yes, tomorrow would be different. The pages of newspapers got smaller over the years, and the ones on websites got even longer. Yesterday's friends became today's renowned faces. Worthy representatives of the art of writing, acknowledged by numerous accolades. He felt a twing of envy on his chest. Whenever he read their books, he could tell. They had no talent. Their prose wasn't well written. Their books were never good enough. When he got published, everyone would know how much of an outstanding writer he was. He would climb the success ladder. He had a bright future ahead of him. Over time, the future was getting shorter and the past even heavier. A relationship? Children? I can't write with all this noise, but when I do, oh... The world will crumble. Babies crying, teenage rage, midlife crisis, impending divorce. 
No one ever understood his artist heart, his dichotomous emotions, his eternal nonconformity, happy but not entirely, always harboring a hint of sadness. One afternoon, he saw himself in the reflection of his monitor. The Keza was there as always, but his face was no longer the same. He lacked the energy of the past and he had wrinkles sprinkled all over his face. The dreams weren't the same either. What good would a Cervantes do? We would all die anyway. There would always be someone better. His grandchildren were playing in the yard while he had a cup of coffee and watched them. So much life. So many new dreams. So many stories would happen to them. Stories that could fit into books and books and books. Would his own life fit into a whole shelf? Sadness took hold of him. He wondered why he had allowed himself to be afraid all those years. Afraid of that damn flickering Keza and the bright white of the empty page. He put his coffee aside and sat down. No more preludes. There was no more time to lose. There was no more time. He had wasted it all. With nothing left to lose, he had nothing left to fear. So he wrote his name and the first thing that came to mind. He wrote one line. Then two. Then a whole paragraph. They were unconnected ideas, but he didn't care. What he hoped for was that his fingers wouldn't fail him. He didn't want to bother them by interrupting the work they were doing. Night fell, but his fingers carried on. He still kept typing ceaselessly, even when his eyelids out of tiredness covered his eyes. First, there was the tingling in his wrist, and then it became a shooting pain running through his extremities. His arms were lifeless from staying in the same position for hours. But as long as the typing didn't stop, he would endure. The morning sun found him sleeping in the chair with his hands on the keyboard. A drop of sweat slipped into his right eye and woke him up. He didn't move. He enjoyed the moment. He couldn't feel his arms, hands or fingers. He looked at his watch. Twelve hours. He had been writing for twelve hours. He felt full. The discontent was gone. At last, happiness. For the first time in a long time. There was no guilt. It was a warm morning with no anxieties, nothing on the agenda, nothing in the mind, nothing in his dreams. After a long time, he had finally emptied himself. His fingers had worked beautifully and he felt relaxed. He waited unhurriedly for someone to show up to help him move. Another six hours passed, but the peace remained. In his solitude, he watched the daylight move from one side of the room to the other and enjoy the scenery. He thought of his children his wife who was now sleeping with another, his grandchildren, his life. It all came down to this moment. He had put it off for too long. No, he hadn't put it off. He had longed for it. And like all perfect loves, he had made him wait. But finally, it had arrived. It came to him in the twilight of his life. Dayan the third came into the room. He went up to the desk and sniffed his master. He opened his mouth like he did when he didn't like what he smelt. He stroked himself against the innate chin, then slid to the window. He looked one last time at the desk and then left to return never again. Did you like what you just listened to? Then subscribe to our newsletter on 2000corners.com to be the first one to receive a new story every week. Don't forget to share this with your friends. We'd also love to hear from you. Send us a message on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us there as Nelisapong37 and Eleni.noah. And last but not least, 
please consider supporting us so we can continue delivering these short stories to you here and on our website. You can do this with a monthly or a one-time contribution at buymeacoffee.com slash forward southern corners. That is buymeacoffee.com slash forward southern corners. See you next time. Thank you.